Welcome, podcast fans, to another edition of the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast and Show. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We have an incredible guest today. We have incredible guests every week, Mason. Mason's my producer over here, and she's controlling the sound, and she's excited. And we are completely, she's so much younger than me, and even she's excited about this guy. She knows who he is and, and what he has done in our culture and our nation as from a photography standpoint. And you might be thinking, photographer all right well just wait just wait before we get to our guest i do want to thank our friends and and followers in radio land who also listen to the show over at wkwf fm 103.3 am 1600 that's the early risers 7 a.m saturday and sunday and of course wkey 93.7 over on the fm dial thank you guys for listening in i know it's early when you listen for the rest of you hopefully you're catching this in podcast land or if you want to hear others listen to us at keysweekly.com or you can find us anywhere their podcast apple spotify amazon so on and so on all your favorite spots that's the florida keys weekly podcast Today's show, Mason, I'm pumped, you're pumped. Uh, if you don't know the name Danny Clinch, C-L-I-N-C-H, Danny Clinch, just Google it right now as I talk, and you will see some of the most iconic photos uh, in music, probably modern day and history, that he has taken. Danny has taken photos of Johnny Cash, Springsteen, Tupac, Blind Melon, Dave Matthews, Fish, on and on and on. You name the musician, even Kanye, uh, hip-hop, jazz, rock, country. We had Warren Haynes on the show last. He's had great photos of him, uh, Don Henley. And these aren't photos he just went to a concert and took. These are huge shoots, huge album covers, things that you have seen over and over. Danny Clinch is the guy behind the lens that has taken those photos. He's been in Vanity Fair, The New York Times, The New Yorker, Rolling Stone, just some of those places to name a few. He's published three books, Discovery Inn, Where the Iron Bird Flies, and Motor Drive. He's got a film production company. You, If you're a Pearl Jam fan, you've definitely seen Danny's work for some of the documentaries he's done. Um, maybe some singles Pearl Jam has put out there, and so on and so on. We could talk about the stars and those he has shot and dedicate an entire show to his portfolio, along with his other work and things he's done at the Grammys and so forth. But the reason we have Danny on the show today more than anything, is he's going to be here with us in Key West at the Coast is Clear Music and Arts Festival that Billy Kearns, our friend Billy, is putting on. That's going to take place Thursday, December 1st is the kickoff for that. It's going to be a huge festival with names like Shaky Graves, Langhorn Slim, Electric Blue Yonder, and an incredible lineup. But, Dan- but Danny Clinch, uh, who's going to join us here, it's going to be a big part of that show. He's going to be with us on Thursday, December 1st. He's going to kick something off at the Tropic Cinema, which will be one of his photo uh, exhibitions. You don't want to miss that. Some of the most iconic photos you've ever seen will be on display. And then 6 o'clock that night, he'll be at the San Carlos Institute. And that's where Danny will be doing his film screening of his documentary, A Tuba to Cuba. Uh, it's going to be an incredible documentary that came out in 2018, I believe, Mason. And that is all about Preservation Hall, the jazz band. They will also be here for the uh, Coast is Clear Music and Arts Festival. Danny has a special relationship with those guys, uh, one of the most famous 
and celebrated jazz bands of all time out of New Orleans. And that follows them down to Cuba where they went. And that film, we'll talk to, talk to Danny more about that instead of me interjecting here. But we will have Danny on the show talking about his screening of that here in Key West. Again, that's going to be on December 1st. And after his photo exhibition at the Tropic Cinema, we'll head over to the San Carlos and have the film screening of A Tuba to Cuba. Now, you may be thinking, how do I get tickets to something like this? Because later that day with the San Carlos Institute and here Preservation Hall play, along with some of those other bands you can hear throughout the week and weekend. And for that, you just want to go to coastisclear.com. That's www.coastisclearfest.com. Let me put the fest in there, coastisclearfest.com. You can find that on Instagram, at coastisclearfest. And find tickets. There's weekend passes, and I think single-day passes for that. And you don't want to miss it. It is going to be an incredible weekend, incredible culture. And all those tickets, we'll talk about that more, that are sold. It's in partnership with the Key West Art and Historical Society. It benefits them. It also benefits our local independent film house, the Tropic Cinema. So every ticket you purchase benefits those great organizations. And definitely grab your tickets. And for nothing else, to check out Danny Clinch's exhibition, photo exhibit, and his screening of A Tuba for Cuba um, coming up with Preservation Hall. So, a tuba to Cuba, excuse me. So, without further ado, we are waiting for Danny to call in. We're about to have him join here, here on the Florida Keys Weekly Show, and let's have him call in and talk about some of the most incredible work in our modern culture and contemporary culture and photos that you've seen. And we'll, we'll talk to Danny about that and some other things as he calls in here. And now joining us on the show is the one and only, the iconic Danny Clinch. Danny, can't be more excited and honored to have you on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Thank you. I'm so stoked to be here. I I, uh, I went down last year to Key West for the first time in many, many years, and the vibe there was so strong. I absolutely loved it. And, uh, I'm, I'm happy to uh, talk with you, and I'm happy to be coming back down. Can't wait to talk to you about that. Coast is clear. We, we mentioned that in the intro, why you're coming down. I definitely want to dig into that festival, um, your connection with Billy Kearns, who's a great friend and a cool dude who puts this on and brings some incredible music to Key West. I know, I think you were down for last year's where you guys talked about this when, when the Black Pumas were here. And we want to dig into Preservation Hall, uh, Tuba to Cuba, and talk about that screening a little bit. Danny, before we do, I, can I do some cliche-type stuff with you? Because I know if anybody Googles you, if for some reason they don't know who you are and they're not plugged into the art world and, and the culture that you, you bring, uh, they Google you and see the iconic photos that you have taken and the shoots you have done, and they realize, oh, that's that guy. Um, can we do a couple couple cliche things with you and, and do some some talk about some of these stars and some moments you've had? Yeah, go for it. All right, good deal. Now, first of all, when I just called you and we were, we were getting ready, you have photo jazz, hip hop, rock, country, you name it. But you just told me you said I, I need to. Uh, you were turning down the tunes, some music in the background. What what does Danny Clinch listen to at uh, ten a.m. in the morning? Oh, uh, I am listening to the newest um, uh, Ben Harper record. Oh, man. I haven't heard it. So uh, I love, and I know you and Eddie Vedder and all the guys at Pearl Jam are close. I grew up a huge fan. Last time I saw Ben Harper was years ago in Charlotte when he was opening for for Pearl Jam. And I love Ben Harper. So what's what's your take on Ben's, Ben's newest album? Give him the plug here. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Um, it's Bloodline. And, um, you know, he was just nominated for a Grammy uh, under the blues category for, for this record. And, um, and it certainly, you know, is roots music and blues music. But I think it kind of transcends that. Um, you know, and then it's just like, he's, he's always mixing it up. That's what I love about him. And I, I made my first documentary film on Ben Harper yep. called Pleasure and Pain, um, which came out in like 20, 2002. And, you know, the minute I met him, uh, I was on an assignment for a guitar magazine and he took me to his grandparents, um, music, uh, music store, which was really like, a like a cultural museum of world music instruments. That's and awesome. I just, I just thought to myself, wow, this guy has been born to do what he's doing, which is making music. And, uh, and that's why I decided to do a documentary on him. And we've been friends ever since. You've got so many stories like that. And when you go through your portfolio and, and Danny, I know you get this question a lot, but it's probably worth, particularly for those photographers and those in the art industry and, when it comes to getting access to celebrities and notable figures, I'm sure the the nuance, I guess, you know, of being starstruck is nothing nothing for you. You're around these people. But early on, to get access to these people, and obviously you're incredibly talented. Everyone knows that. But there's got to be so much more to it uh, to build that trust, familiarity, for people to open up to you and give you what you're looking for. How does that come about early on for you and, and kind of give us the progression of how you got in, you know, your foot into that door to become that person that they call and want to take their photos and tell their story through the lens? You know, I think it's, um, everybody's got a different route there. You know, mine was to show people respect uh, at every turn, whether it's the artists themselves or their manager, or their publicist, or, um, you know, people around me on the set and, I think if you do that, you know, you get it in return. And, you know, I hope that the photography speaks for itself, but there's a lot more to it than just, you know, the, the photograph itself. So I think a lot of these artists that I spend time with, you know, Bruce Springsteen and, and Pearl Jam, um, uh, you know, Foo Fighters, Dave Matthews Band, Fish, I could go on and on, Brandy Carlisle. Um, they they want their stuff to be documented. They I'm sure that they realize or it's their history. You know, mm-hmm. it's their history. And they want it to be documented, and and you know, so who are they going to allow to to document? You know, and I think it's somebody that you know shows respect to the situation. I'm not you know when I get into a recording studio or a backstage area when they're discussing a set list or something like that. Um, you know, I'm not inserting myself into the conversation. You know, I'm just a fly on the wall and I'm kind of staying stand back and sort of, you know, documenting. And, you know, if I'm invited into the conversation, it's, it's great, um, but I'm there to document. So that's one. And then there's, you know, other times when I collaborate with people for like an album cover, album packaging, where, I'm, you know, I'm directing it, I'm art directing it, I'm choosing the location and um, collaborating in that way. So uh, I think it comes down to just, you know, being treated the way you want to be treated and showing respect. And I also don't like to waste people's time. I think a lot of celebrities, especially the bigger ones, are, you know, have done tons of photo shoots and, you know, they don't want to stand around while you're trying to decide what you're going to do or how you're going to light it or, 
uh, you know, fixing your camera, or, you know, things like that. So I try to be really prepared when I go into it. And so that uh, and I'm not wasting their time and they're not sitting around idly, you know, starting to think about something else and getting distracted. Yeah. And, and Danny, on that note, um, and we have Danny Clinch here on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Danny, on that note, does it make it easier for you or does it blur those lines? I know this is, a, is sort of a strange question, but you are a celebrity yourself now, obviously. And, and does it make that easier when you're with someone like that? I know you have familiarity with some of these people now. Uh, and friendships, but, or does that, does it blur the lines a little bit that you are a celebrity yourself when you're doing this? Well, I mean, I think some of these folks are just, you know, beyond celebrity and that's not me, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I do think it helps me sometimes just navigate. And I think it helps me just get a little bit more trust straight away from people if they've seen my work and they know who I've worked with. Um, it is an advantage for sure. And, you know, I think about you and me being in publications and newspaper and magazine business. I have always been a fan of uh, Joseph Karsh. I think about those Hemingway and Churchill and Georgia O'Keeffe pick that comes to my mind that I love. And you said something earlier that made me think about that, that it's more than just a photo. It's history and you're documenting. Were there people like that that inspired you when you were younger uh, that you thought, yeah, I want to do that? Or did it just kind of happen organically? No, I was, um, when I was coming up, you know, I'm 58 and I was looking at a lot of Rolling Stone magazine, a lot of interview magazine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Annie Leibovitz, Herb Ritz, um, and people like that, Matthew Ralston, uh, and just started to see these artists, you know, who were photographing the musicians I love and, you know, that was a real inspiration for me. And, and I ended up um, going to do a workshop uh, with Annie Leibovitz, the Ansel Adams Gallery workshops. That was, uh, you know, um, after I went to school. And uh, and I ended up getting invited to intern at her studio, which turned into me being one of her assistants. And, you know, just getting to see how things were done right uh, by someone who's obsessed with her craft as, as I am. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was very cool. That is really cool. We'll, we'll do a couple more of the star-studded questions. People love to ask you about that, I know, and we'll, we'll jump into Preservation Hall. Uh, I do try to connect our guests sometimes when I can. It's kind of cool that my last guest on this show was Warren Haynes. I'm a huge fan of Warren, and you took one of my favorite photos of Warren, so I get a chance to play fanboy myself and ask you about that. There's that photo of him in that room with the pastel colors. I imagine that's a Gibson Les Paul he's probably holding and holding mm-hmm. that guitar. Can you tell me a little bit about that photo with Warren? Oh man. I just love Warren and he is such a stand up guy and just an incredible, incredible guitar player and person. And he tells a good joke too. I want I want you to know that about Warren. <laughs> <laughs> but we were doing the session and uh uh for him for uh one of the solo records and we just found this great location and you know, I like to, part of, part of what I do is, you know, my approach to shooting album packaging and that is that, you know, the, the people, you know, uh, the artists need, need a lot of images for a lot of different reasons. You know, they need horizontal and vertical, they need close-ups and details and artful stuff and publicity that's really simple. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into it and a lot, you know, uh, after having done this a long time that I understand and helps me get to those photographs a lot easier. And that was one of those moments where, that I really love, which is 
where I'm pulling back a little bit and like the, the, the artist isn't looking right into the camera and you know it's just like kind of like a quiet moment and I kind of just left them in there and just went outside the room and was shooting a little bit I might have been shooting through a window there if I recall and um uh, and so yeah uh I've had a long relationship with Warren we continue to work together um and uh in fact uh he came through um recently the uh not so recently but um i have a gallery in asbury park called the transparent clinch gallery mm -hmm. and they were playing over at the stone pony and warren and the boys came over and uh did like a album cover signing there uh and that so um yeah warren and i are my good friends and i really like that guy he's so down yeah. to earth and, yeah. and uh, i'll tell you when i when i'm sorry to interrupt you no, but i gotta you I go. this moment was so important to me it was like I remember the Allman Brothers were doing their last show uh, at the Beacon Theater, and I think it was it was Halloween or the day before Halloween. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was their last show at the Beacon. And anybody who knows the Allman Brothers, they did like these these um, these uh, you know series of shows at the Beacon oh, residencies, yeah. uh, you know, for just like 10, 15, 20 days of Allman Brothers, and people would come to every single one of them, or you know, or go to multiple ones, whatever. And it was the last show, and, and I, you know, I was, I was asked to come down and photograph, and, and I couldn't. I was on the road, and, uh, and I was really bummed. And 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 I, they decided, like, okay, well, we're just we're not going to have any photographers because, um, you know, uh, it's just a really special moment, and we just want to concentrate on the music or whatever. And and so my at the last minute, my schedule changed, and I was able to I was able to be there. And um, I not only got a great portrait of the band in the backstage area at the Beacon, um, but at the end of the show, um, you know, at, at, at one of the at one of the inter, in, intervals in the intermissions, uh, I went to Warren. I said, "Man, we should just get you guys all at the end of the stage." Uh, I said this to Warren and Derek Trucks. Get you guys all at the end of the stage. Turn around, and we'll get that shot with the Beacon, you know, behind you guys, you know, type shot. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So. We, in fact, did get that photograph. And at the end of the show, they all turned around and, you know, Greg was about to walk off and Warren was like, no, Danny's going to grab this photo. <laughs> and, like, and we came together serendipitously and, and I got that photograph, which is really one of my, my Man, possessions. That is all. We talked to Warren about, it's cool that you, you're following up his interview. We talked to him about the Beacon. Derek was finishing up the last shows at the residency there. Uh, with Sue, and we asked if he was going to make a surprise visit. He said not this time, but that's just I, – I, I can't wait to see that photo, and we'll talk about where to find your work, obviously your website and uh, social media and so forth, but I'd love to see that photo, Danny, at some point. That is, that's such a cool story. And, um, sure. and and speaking of some of your social media, we're, we're going to get to Preservation Hall, Danny Clench here on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. We're going to talk about your uh, upcoming festival that you're a part of here with, with Billy Kearns and your film – uh, before we do that, I was just looking at your social media, um, and it just sounds like we're name dropping, but your portfolio, we could talk about that for days and years of people. And what I find cool about it is what you said earlier, you, you capture these moments, you capture these people, and it, it's part of history, it's part of that story. One I thought was cool, I saw your tweet um, about Jay-Z and Beyonce, you're talking about their Grammys, I saw one with Eddie better Jeff Ross and some of your, and I know you do a lot of charitable stuff with, for, for example, the Woodruff foundation, but there was another photo. I saw a recent tweet. It was either IG or a tweet. And you had you and Neil young, not, not you, but you were taking a photo of Neil young holding uh, Hank Williams guitar. I wanted to ask you about that moment. Yeah. 
Um, man, I'll tell you, these stories can get really long. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the guest. We, we, we want to hear you say it, man. This is awesome. I, I could talk about it all day, and I know I've got limited time with you, but that story I'd love to hear. Yeah, yeah well, I was photographing Neil for um, some publicity. He had just made that film, um, Heart of Gold, um, with uh, um, the legendary filmmaker, and I'm gonna, it's going to come to me. Uh, oh, my God. I'm embarrassed. But um, he made a great film down there. It'll come to me. And uh, I was hired to do some publicity for Neil. And I I rented an old Cadillac, in, you know, out of the newspaper. This was uh, 2005, pre, uh, you know, sort of get on your phone and find anything you need. And I went in the back of a newspaper there. I found that someone was selling an old Cadillac, a 48 Cadillac. And I said, hey, could you bring it by this hotel? Um, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you haven't sold it yet. He's like, no, I haven't sold it. I was like, I bring it by the hotel. And I want to use it to take some photos. And I was like, great. And so, um, I told Neil that I had rented this car and he came down, uh, downstairs and we were photographing in and around the car. And, uh, and I said, Hey, Neil, it'd be great to, you know, take a ride to, uh, the Ryman and shoot some photographs oh, around man. there. Wow. You know, since he had just played there and, um, and so uh, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and it looked like we weren't going to have time to do it. And his tour manager was saying, you know, like, well, Neil's really busy. You know, he's got other things to do. If you feel like you got the shot, like, let's, you know, let's just call it. And Neil, and Neil said, oh, no, no, we're driving this car to, you know, to the Ryman. <laughs> and we got in the car and we drove it over there. And, um, and he brought his guitar. Uh, Neil drove the car on the way over. I have another really great photo of him that I shot in the rearview mirror and um of this car and so we get over to the Ryman, and, and there's a big tour bus there and you know there's obviously the bands playing there that night um and i knew it was the kings of leon and so we we got over there you know neil and i get out we walk over get these photos and he brings out you know hank williams guitar it's like and, and neil always says he's like i don't you know he you know i guess he acquired the guitar somehow he's like i you know i don't own it i'm just i'm just keeping it company until i pass it on to you know, the next <laughs> great musician it was hank hank's hank williams guitar he called it hank and um and so um we did the portrait uh and and it was it was you know amazing I, I'm, I'm just like i'm just the hugest neil young fan and i love working with him and, and he's really his music has meant so much to me you know even you know, as a teenager and, and, and up till now and so we finished the day we were super stoked and my uh assistant and i uh, we're staying in town and I called the Kings of Leon's manager, uh, who's a friend of mine and, and said, Hey, we come to the show. Uh, so, uh, so we, we go to the show and afterwards, um, the guys in the band came over and, and they said, uh, dude, we were sitting in our tour bus and we, we saw the car, this old car roll up and we were like, Oh shit, look at this car is amazing. And they're like, and like, and then they saw me get out of the car, you know, the passenger side, like, Oh, Danny, let's go out and say hello. And then, and then Neil gets out of the car and they're like, Oh my God, it's, it's Neil Young. I'm not going out there. <laughs> that is all bad. Uh, they decided not to come out because they were too scared to come out and say hello to Neil. That is great. That is awesome. I mean, and you, you talk about showing up and you can just call up Kings of Leon's manager and you know so many people and it's casual. There's nothing braggadocious about what you do. It's your accomplishments and your work that speaks for itself. But I notice you're everywhere. The two things I wonder about Danny is, uh, and we have Danny Clinch here, iconic photographer, musician, filmmaker. 
Uh, Danny, when you are at all these shows, a do they call you or do you still do you still book these things? I know these guys have to be calling you now. And then B, uh, do you have time just to enjoy? I know you love music and you're a musician yourself. Do you ever have time just to not be working and capture it and just enjoy the music? Yeah, I do. You know, sometimes something's really important and people like want me to be there and they'll, they'll call me and they'll, they'll hire me to come out. And then other times, you know, it's something that I think is important to, to me and, and the band and I just make my way out there. So it's, uh, it's, it can work both ways. And, um, and then, you know, I have a gallery in Asbury park, as I said, and you know, if I make a trip out to, um, you know, to a show on my own dime, um, I can often recoup the money at some, some way or another. Gotcha. Um, but it's really just, it's more just my obsession of wanting to document the, the music that means a lot to me. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Do you know, like when you're shooting Warren or you're hanging out with Neil Young or you go to these shows, ask photographers, you know, I'd ask a whole assortment of photographers this question and they have some questions for you that I'm going to hit you with at the end if we have time. But um, do you know when you have a moment, maybe a couple clicks or a shot and you're in your head, you're thinking, man, I, I, do you have time to think that might be the one or is it back to the editing room and really just looking through everything uh, and all the work you put into it that people don't see where you find that? Or is there something in there that says, yeah, there was a moment there that I just got? Um, I think that, um, again, it could happen either way. Uh, just sometimes you really feel it. And you know that you just you just really saw saw something incredible and captured a great moment, and that's you know the blessing and the curse of the digital photography, where you can look at the back of your camera straight away. And I just remember watching people early on, and you know, uh, and still to this day, people shooting digital photography is like you're photographing and you're looking at the back of your camera to see if you got the the moment and then you're really missing another great moment that's happening right in front of you because you're looking at the back of your camera, right. which I'm guilty of too, but <laughs> it just really aggravates me. Um, digital photography is, is, is like I said, a blessing and a curse, but uh, it is what it is. And it's, it's got a lot more advantages than disadvantages. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes you see it and sometimes, you know, you don't and you're like digging through your, your stuff and you're like, Sometimes it's like a little underexposed and you're like not sure what's there. And then you like lift it out in your Photoshop or whatever. And you're like, oh my gosh, look at this photograph and look at the way the light hit here. Or, you know, there's just these moments where sometimes some magic happens that you can't anticipate. Um, So yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. I I remember when people ask me that question, it, it, it takes me back to shooting film and how, you know, you would get your loop out, you'd have a contact sheet, you'd, you know, you have 36 exposures um, and how interesting it is that like, you know, most of the time the, the image is on right on the beginning of the role or right at the end of the role for some reason. I don't know why it always seemed that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was just, it's just always it's funny that uh, uh, also like when I'm doing like a session with someone and I'm I like, I like to set the lighting up in a way that I can, you know, I'm shooting what I'm, what I, this is what I'm going for. I know this is going to be a good photograph and, okay. you know, and, and good lighting. And then I do like a little dance around the person or the situation so that like, maybe I'll get a silhouette or maybe I'll get like some nice flare or something, you know, who knows what it might be. And, and then, um, 
you know, you get to this moment and you shoot a frame there too. And you're just like in your head, in my head, I'm like, oh, this isn't really working. I'm just going to go back to where I was. And, you know, and then at the end of the shoot, when you're, you know, scrubbing through everything, you're like, oh, wow, that's actually, that's, that's the shot. I don't know why, but I didn't think it was working, but in fact it was. I think that's the, what people with their iPhones and we all think we're photographers, you know, photographers now don't realize the work that goes into it and what it takes to be the best of the best, but um, not surprising to hear that. Danny, I know we're coming up on time in about five or 10 minutes and I want to be respectful to you because I could talk to you about this all day long. Um, I I do want to talk about why you're coming to Key West at the Coast is Clear Music Arts Festival and you and Billy Kearns have a special relationship. You guys were talking last year from what I understand uh, about some of the lineup that's going to be here this year, which includes yeah. Shaky Graves, Langhorn Slim, Electric Blue Yonder, great eclectic just group of music, but one that I think you spearheaded, and obviously you're going to be uh, doing a, a screening of your uh, documentary uh, on, which is called A Tuba to Cuba. We talked about that in the beginning, about Preservation Hall and that moment in Trip to Cuba, and you'll be screening that at the Tropic Cinema on December 1st. Um, excuse me, at the San Carlos, at the San Carlos, you're going to have your photo exhibit at the Tropic Cinema, and then we'll be yep. at the San Carlos to see that screening of A Tuba to Cuba. Um, I know we could spend about 30 minutes on this, but can you just talk a little bit about your special relationship with those guys, uh, with Preservation Hall? That documentary that you put together, which is just the trailer itself, is just amazing. I get chill bumps, and I can't wait to see it in a place like uh, the San Carlos which will just make it that much more special with the history there and the Cuban connections. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and what you plan to, to bring uh, with you to Key West and, and what you're looking forward to? Sure. Sure. I, I, and I want to point out it's, um, you know, uh, a film I made um, with T.G. Harrington, who is uh, the other director and, um, and producer and, and just an, an excellent uh, filmmaker and uh, and an excellent person and stuff. And hopefully TG's coming down with his wife, Nikel, who had produced it. And um, it was a real joy to make the film, I'll tell you. Uh, but my relationship with Preservation Hall started out after Hurricane Katrina. And there was a, uh, a, a fundraiser in New York City, a Radio City music hall, um, uh, called Big Apple for the Big Easy. And uh, it was put on by my friends at Superfly who put on Bonnaroo and that, and we were all friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they, I, I was setting up a little portrait studio there, and I was, uh, of course, documenting the event and, like, the sound checks. I love photographing sound checks and, and that. And I was back setting up my portrait spot with my, my friends and assistants, and, and I could hear, like, this, like tuba, you know, Zeusophone honking out in the empty venue. Uh, and I was like, Oh, what's that? You know, and I like wandered out there and I could see, you know, Ben Jaffe's big curly hairdo and a, the big bell of the Zeusophone, uh, against the empty, um, you know, Radio city music hall. And I was like, Oh man, this is, this is incredible. I had always, you know, I had, I had been to preservation hall myself as a fan, uh, and a music uh, lover and photographer in the past. Uh, but I didn't know Ben, and I, I kind of walked up behind him, and I started taking some photos of his silhouette with the bell and the thing in the empty venue. And, and I guess he could hear the click, and I like, could feel the, my presence, and he turned around, and he was like, whoa, you know, and I like, <laughs> I took that photo and introduced myself. And 
And, uh, you know, we had a quick conversation about what he had just been through with Katrina and how much it meant uh, to him that everybody was like, you know, you know, reaching out and, and, and supporting, yeah. uh, supporting them. And so he, um, he and I were talking and we were like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And like, you know, Elvis Costello, I think is going to be there. And like, and, and, uh, and Tom Waits is going to be there. The meters preservation hall jazz band. But we were like, dude, Tom Waits, <laughs> come on. Like we like instantly were like instant friends over the Tom Waits thing. And, uh, and let's not forget, like in any of these situations, I know you hear me talk about like, oh, I'm hanging out with Bruce Springsteen or I'm hanging out with this. And isn't it cool? Well, it's not lost on me because okay. I'm literally like, are you kidding me? You know, this is this is amazing. And uh, and so anyway, he we had, you know, a, a great like initial uh, meeting and, and bond and which has never left. Uh, but we ended up uh, I was doing a portrait of Tom Waits backstage and Ben and Clint from the Preservation Hall Jazz Band, uh, came came bopping, second lining, the two of them, tuba and saxophone, um, comes down the hallway while I'm photographing Tom. And they're just like doing a second line and come over and start playing. And I just, I took a step back and they are just like playing these, this music for Tom. And Tom's got his hat in his hand and he's got this big look of gratitude on his face. Like, oh, my God. And I'm just, of course, photographing. Click, click, click. Get in the moment. And uh, so that was our first real bond there. And and, uh, and and that night was amazing. And we became friends. And, and funny enough, uh, years later, when we had this big, huge storm up here, uh, uh, the, the superstorm Sandy yep. here on the Jersey Shore, um, the Preservation Hall Jazz Band at this point, Ben and I had become dear friends. Um, but they came up, and my friend Tim Donnelly and I put on a fundraiser in Asbury Park. Um, and this was the sort of the beginning of our sort of our, our Asbury Park, like really cementing our roots in Asbury Park. Um, my friend Tim Donnelly and I, and we, we, we then put on this music festival called See Here Now, which we're doing now mm-hmm. on the beach in Asbury. But the um, Preservation Hall came out for this um, fundraiser we did. Um, My Morning Jacket, Steve Earle, Jesse Mallon, uh, Brian Fallon, Nicole Atkins, wow, and many others came out to help us fundraise because you know we knew the Red Cross and you know char- charitable places like that were were getting the big money from all over the place, but we actually knew people like the real people on the ground, actually you know in our towns along the shore that were getting some stuff done, um, and uh, and we were able to fundraise and give it directly to them, and you know it's like that's great, and so. Um, you know, Ben and I, uh, became fast friends and preservation hall is like really one of my favorite places on earth to photograph because of the way the light is and the patina of the place. It's just, it's just my kind of spot, you know, and I love going down there and photographing. I have been many, many times and Ben, um, you know, his father passed when, when he was pretty young, like he was a teenager and, uh, and, you know, one of the things his father had wanted to do was to get to, um, to Cuba, and he never had. And there's such a relationship um, between the music and the, and the, and the culture and the food uh, between really like uh, you know, Cuba, Haiti, and New Orleans, because they're all like port towns, mm-hmm. port towns. And it's just like there was this whole thing through trade and through slavery and through, you know, Africa and the music there and, and like, 
and, and we decided, you know, Ben got invited to go to the jazz festival in, in Havana. And we immediately were like, oh my gosh, yeah. we got to make a film about this. This is going to be incredible. Uh, and, and we did. And so TG, um, you know, being one of the producers and one of the directors, like he just really jumped in and handled it and started to, and, and TG, uh, is, um, uh, from Argentina as well. And he, um, was able to, uh, he was, he was easier for him to navigate down in Cuba. Um, and he had spent some time there. So we had a nice opportunity to get in there and, and really, um, capture some great moments and the whole idea would be like here you go you have two you know two two cities that are you know havana and and new orleans um that don't really speak the same language but but you know the idea is music is the universal language right Mm -hmm. that you could go walk in there and we purposely like didn't have interpreters there or you know we would have people there who could get the conversation started or get the you know the logistics or give the basic idea of what we wanted to do there but a lot of it was like let's you know let's let's do the musical conversation um and it's a very uplifting film and 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 the goal was to also bring instruments to uh some people who uh didn't have them in cuba as well so I mean, I could just babble on and on no, about this. I think people you can't know? wait to see it. And I, can't, I think that's it, where you talk about it coming from you is, is why we can't wait to get out there and see it. Oh yeah. It's, it's beautifully, beautifully filmed. And it's, it's, there's just, just this great, you know, just portraits of, of people coming together. Uh, it's, it's, it's really lovely. Well, I think, for- I think people, really going to enjoy it and, and have an opportunity and maybe i don't know where billy and you guys are on ticket sales just a chance to see that with you in that building the san carlos with the history and the connection to cuba there uh and you can yeah. get those tickets I, I need to plug it which is www.costasclearfest.com i can't think yeah. of an opportunity in the country if you want to spend a couple bucks and see something that unique i i, I just can't imagine so I, i'm going to do everything i can yeah. to get my foot in the door and check that out. And um, I appreciate you doing it. Uh, yeah, I think also, I think after it screens, after we have our opening night screening, um, that they may be also um, running it at the other theater well, uh, right down the street. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you're right at the Tropic, and we can verify that. And, and I know that Preservation Hall, of course, is going to perform afterwards as well at the San Carlos. So, again, you can't, I don't know what the price is. I know Billy's got weekend passes and day passes, whatever that one is, uh, you want to pay it and you want to be there. And we have Danny Clinch here on the Florida Keys weekly podcast. Danny, I promised you a certain amount of time. I was trying to be respectful. I've gone yeah. over it. Do you have a couple minutes because yeah. I had some photographers in town who wanted me, I said, Hey, if you get a chance to ask the iconic Danny Clinch, some questions, uh, would you like to do so? And they said, yes. And they gave me a few questions. Can I ask you a few questions? Yeah, from these? All right. So um, you mentioned this earlier. And so I'll ask you, you, you said, Hey, it's not lost on me when you're with these celebrities and notable people in our culture that you're capturing. Uh, do you still ever get starstruck? And if so, who, who does it? Um, I mean, I would say probably Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. it. I mean, right. I've, known, I've known Bruce Springsteen for a very long time. It took me a long time to sort of, yeah, you know, 
be completely comfortable. He's just such a, such a kind and welcoming person. So um, that's, you know, and so I see him a lot, so I don't necessarily get starstruck. Um, uh, but you know, when I cross paths with Bob Dylan, it's, 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 it's you know, it's iconic. Yeah. So I've got about 10 of these questions. I'll narrow it down to about four or five so we can get you out of here. Um, this okay. one's a fun question. Uh, Nick Dole photographer in town asked us when he said, what's one of the most unique or weird places you've ever seen your work? Like you were just kind of out there and, and there it was. Oh yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, one was, um, was actually a Dylan, uh, photograph that I had taken. He used, um, he used a photograph of mine of him holding a harmonica, like a big chromatic harmonica for, for many, many years as, as the poster for, for his tours. Um, and, uh, I was in Sweden and I saw one of those posters wheat pasted to like a, a big wall out there. Uh, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, and I've also, I feel like I, I had shot, uh, something and, uh, it ended up on uh, a billboard, like outside of the Lincoln tunnel, which was kind of, oh, cool. wow. but the Dylan one was really the one that was kind of freaky. And someone, someone just sent me, uh, through Instagram, uh, a huge wheat pasted poster. Um, I think it was from Berlin or something like that of the Springsteen. The new, I, I photographed the new Springsteen album, Only the Strong Survive. Yeah. And so that's, that's been out in the world too. It's cool. It's cool to see it in different countries, really. I like that you casually say this and people are like, Brit, you didn't ask him about I mean, people listening. There's about a billion things I could ask Danny clench. We don't have time to get to. I promise these things are amazing. Uh, a couple more questions from our photographers. Uh, this one's a camera question, your favorite offshoot camera, or do you ever use uh, this question was Nick. He said maybe a crappy or unique camera for a different result that you just like kind of a nostalgic camera. Yeah. 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 Um, first of all, I'll say that if when I'm down there, if you if anybody you know spots me running around, please come up and say hello. You know, the, the photographers that are down there local. I'd love to say hello. Um, yeah, it's funny. I shoot with a lot of different weird cameras. Um, and I there's one called the Wide Lux, which is one of my favorites. But I also had like this Nickelodeon camera from back in the day, which was like, uh, it would take like, I think you could take four individual photos on one 35 millimeter frame. So you could take all the same photo or you could arrange it so that you took them individually. Um, and it was just plastic and really crappy. And, uh, and that was the beauty of it. And there's like another one that was like a, that was, you know, one of these cheap, um, check your golf swing cameras okay. where you shoot a photo and the, the, the lens would spin. And if you were, you were shooting, if you were shooting it when someone was doing their golf swing, you could see four, variations of you know of the swing and i started bringing that around and photographing people with it <laughs> and you know i'd move the camera or i'd have the person move or you know and those things are great because when 98 percent of the time it, it's okay uh and then there's that other two percent are just magic <laughs> just don't check my golf swing danny <laughs> that'll be the worst photo you oh, take listen. uh yeah uh, I'm with you. Last two questions with the iconic Danny Clinch. Um, this is a fun question. 
do you know the true identity of Bansky? Well, I'll just say this. Banksy and I have never been in the same room. have never been seen in the same room at the same time. Okay. All right. Um, that's what we were thinking. We, we'll leave it at that for the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And the last question with Danny Clinch is uh, you, you have photo shoots with just about everybody. One that's very unique to me and that stands out is Tupac Shakur. Uh, any moment with Tupac that you can share that stood out? You know, the the whole shoot stood out to me in a way because he was just like, um, he was in, in a way, I, you know, I've done so much rock and roll and hip hop and a lot of times people show up with like a whole crew, especially in the early 90s hip hop scene. It was like when the band showed up or the artists showed up, you know, they would have like 10 people with them, you mm-hmm. know, and they were just, it was just like a party. People come into the studio and it was just, you know, blasting music and smoking weed and, you know, and, uh, which was, which was fun. You know, it was yeah. really fun, but I, what was different about him, he showed up with one guy, he had like a bag full of clothes. He was on time and Rolling Stone was not doing a lot of hip hop at that moment, but he had just made a film poetic justice. He had made a record and he, you know, they, he, he had probably, he'd been in some sort of trouble of some sort and, uh, they felt, you know, like it was worth uh, covering, covering him, and um, and so, uh, and he understood that, and and so it was a great shoot in the sense that he came, he was prepared, and he he was a pro, you know, he was a theater kid, and he was really smart. He loved the camera, and the camera loved him, and I was super stoked, and you know, to do like a, you know, when you collaborate with people, a collaboration can be really big and can be really complex or it can be just very subtle. Mm-hmm. And ours was very subtle. It was simple. I didn't really need a lot of bells and whistles. It was, he was just such a strong character. And I recognized that. And I tried to keep it simple. And it really ended up being a very powerful photograph, especially, you know, under the circumstances at this point, you know. That's awesome. Danny, I could, I could do this all day. I know you can't, you've been very gracious and I cannot be more sincere when I say what an honor it is to have you on the Florida Keys weekly show. Danny clinch cannot wait to see you particularly on December 1st. Uh, you've got yeah. your exhibition at the uh, Tropic cinema uh, here in Key yep. West. And then that night, 6 PM San Carlos, you've got your film screening of a tuba to Cuba. And of course, preservation hall will play that night. You'll be here over the weekend for the coast is clear. Uh, arts festival and i want to thank billy kearns and you for all that you've done for this and and supporting the key west art historical society and tropic cinema which is so important to this town so danny thank you for all that you do thanks for being on the show and we cannot wait to have you down here and see you for all of this thank you i would like to shout out to billy because billy it just seems to be doing such great stuff in the arts community there i think people need you know any city needs someone like him uh, you know, to keep things moving and to have a unique, you know, perspective on it. There's probably a lot of people doing some good stuff there. Um, but he's got a unique point of view, uh, for several reasons and it's very cool. Um, and I want to also invite people who make it up to the Jersey shore to come to Asbury park, which is another really great, uh, city by the sea. And, um, and I have my transparent clinch gallery there. Uh, which has a lot of my photo- photographs and we have live music there. It's like a, it's really an important community place uh, in Asbury. Um, and Asbury Park itself is awesome. So uh, uh, 
you, it's on my list now. And what, what are the, how often are you there, Danny? Um, I know we're getting off the yeah, pretty often, yep. you know, uh, I especially try to get there when we have live music. Um, and, uh, it's been fun. We had, um, low cut Connie, Adam from low cut Connie has been doing like a little variety show from there, from the gallery. Uh, and then he streams it so you can see it. And he's, um, an incredible musician and piano player and storyteller. And, uh, He's having Tommy Stinson on this. Uh, I think this, I think it's December twenty second, uh, and they live stream it from there. So we do a lot of cool stuff there, and and you never know. The boss does walk into the gallery every once in a while and pick up a guitar and joke around with us there, which is kind of fun. That's not a that's uh, not a bad plug. If you say, hey, you never know, you might just catch Springsteen hanging out. In the, you know, we we don't get to true. say that here at the Keys Weekly. Uh, he doesn't come in here very often. <laughs> well, it is actually park after all. There you go. Now, if people want to catch up, uh, Danny, I will end with this. Um, Danny Clinch, if they want to catch, I know on IG you are Danny Bonds. Is that right? If they want to if they want to follow Danny you there. Danny Bonds sixty four. Yep. Yep. And then my Instagram. Got it. And then and Danny underscore Clinch is my Twitter. Um, and then follow Transparent Clinch Gallery on uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook um, to see what we have going on there. A lot of things are live streamed when we have live music there and stuff. Uh, you can see what events are coming through, um, that sort of thing. And DannyClinch.com is also a great spot to check out my work. It's, it's an okay spot. I could spend about 10 hours uh, each time I go to it, and there's just some photo that maybe people have seen of Springsteen in front of a car um, that uh, may or may not be one of the most iconic photos you can imagine as you go to that, which Danny Clint shot uh, along with so many others. Um, Danny, thank you so much, and yeah. can't tell you enough. Looking forward to seeing you here in Key West and your shows, your exhibits, and uh, just catching up with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I look forward to seeing you all, and I look forward to hanging my photographs in uh, in that gallery there and showing the film and going to the festival. It's going to be a blast. You got it. You got it. Thanks so much, Danny. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Cheers.